0: folks for eons our planet has drifted as a spaceship through the universe and for a brief moment we have been its passengers
1: throughout today's performance please refrain from buzzing, stinging and
0: pollinating and no chirping thank you Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we'd love to talk about Walt Disney World the way we remember it, how it's changed, and how and why we still enjoy frequenting the happiest place on earth. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may even return to your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort. And hopefully, we can share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast.
1: Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections.
2: hi everyone this is tony g from the wdw reflections podcast just wanted to welcome you to episode three and let you know that this week's show is a little bit different we're picking up the conversation from last week's show where ron was discussing his first disney trip so i hope you had a chance to listen to that we also have some special surprises in store this week If you didn't happen to hear the first part, you can look for Episode 2. We're now available on all of your favorite streaming devices, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. So go back and listen to Episode 2 if you didn't get to hear Dewey's first trip and Ron's first trip. Also, just wanted to remind you that video clips and highlights from our show... Are being shown on youtube just find us at wdw reflections podcast and if you do go there please remember to subscribe to like to share and a comment we'd love to hear what you thought about the work that we're putting into this anyway let's get back to the show here's the continuation of ron's first trip to disney
1: the next thing that i'm going to talk about though is so you to your point do we had tickets that you had to use to get on rides but then they had Free rides, they were sponsored by corporations and you didn't have to have a ticket to get on them. And those turned out to be my favorite rides while I was at Disney. And here's why. For one thing, it was all new tech. These rides were, just blew us away because it was something that we had never seen before. Um, One of them, and I still love this ride, it's so old and it's almost, dying but carousel progress um, oh yeah that was a free ride and i love 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 to see um old technology versus new technology and watch the growth of of that and and carousel progress does an incredible job of really letting you see how technology has grown in the progress of America. And of course it was very, it was patriotic. And and so you just left that feeling good that we as Americans are doing the right thing and we are um, making progress. And it just is a feel good show. You got to sit down. It was air conditioned and, and, and there was still a lot of stuff going on. You had all the animatronics and then the stage when I was a kid, I thought the chairs moved. Don't, don't just bear with me. That's just what happened. Um, but it obviously it was a stage that, that, where is it I, now? I'm losing sight of where, uh, is it the chairs that move around the stage or is the stage move?
0: The That's chairs okay. move the stage is stationary. In, in the oh, theater okay. So I was right. The
1: chairs move around it. Yep. And, um, and so that was just blew us away. And, and, yet you come out at the same spot, and um, so anyway, it was a lot of fun. The and the
2: I'm sorry. I was just going to say that probably the version that you saw back then, if they were uh, projecting the future, it's probably a lot of the stuff that actually came to be that we know of, that we presently know of.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I remember that more from Space Spaceship Earth when we went mm-hmm. in 1982. Dude, that was we were blown away because they, uh, they would show stuff that just you. For us, it was like, yeah, sure, that's never gonna happen. Yeah, that's never gonna a record player car, which a record player never happened in a car, but a CD player sure did happen. Yeah, and making phone calls on your watch—that's never right. Gonna happen. Yeah, never gonna happen. Us interacting how we're interacting right now—they they oh yeah did that with the with the video conferencing and stuff they had. And they even had it set up. Anyway, yeah. it's cool stuff. Um, obviously, Carousel Progress didn't show that. But I remember even going to eat. Um, what's the – is is it Cosmic Ray's that is there now?
0: Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe is where – Yeah, we, we went in there
1: And I'll never forget, their register was so futuristic. Now it wouldn't be futuristic at all. But it had that screen and, and the buttons were all digital. Dude, the grocery stores back then were still the hard <laughs> button and, and rigging each item up with each number. And, and so them pushing a button to bring up a, a hamburger was incredible. It just was, everything was very futuristic, even back then, and in growth from a, from a park like that. The next one was if you had wings and um, as I, so full disclosure, I had to read the, the um, all airs pamphlet that they had posted to remember the names of the rides. I didn't remember the names of the rides of, or and which ones were free or not free. But, um, but I did, once I started reading the names, if you had wings where you got in a car pretty much just like the car you would ride in Haunted
0: Mansion. And... Yeah, it was uh, one of the Disney's Omnimover systems. They used them in a lot of their rides back then.
1: Right. And Mm -hmm. so you got on it and you started going and it was film in motion, right? So you would be in a cart that would move. And Disney's probably really developed this art of making rides with film Better than anybody's done it, and I'll never forget that at the end you would be in this cart, and it'd be they going the same speed, but then you'd have all these images going by you like skiing, you probably flying because it was called if you could if you had wings, so it probably had. I mean I don't remember everything, but but it was very much so the precursor to rides like soaring. Soaring and Precursors to Flight of Passage, all of these are obviously not near the technology that they have today for the rides that we experience. But if you experience um, Soaring or um, Flight of Passage or even that new um, Mickey ride that's in the um, Chinese Theater, have you guys rode that yet? No, yeah. I haven't. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway you're going to be blown away Um, because it's all 3D, but the carts move and it's all film, but it's very high definition film. And it's an incredible ride. Don't miss it when you go. Um, And, but all, if you had wings was, is the precursor. is the granddaddy of all of that. And where was that located?
0: Do you know where that is or what's there today? No, I don't. It was, it's in Tomorrowland. It's where currently Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. That is where oh, If You Had Wings was. And the, what you're talking about is called a speed tunnel. Yeah. And that speed tunnel is still there. The speed tunnel is still in Buzz Lightyear. Um, so you can still see, uh, you know, a part of if you had wings, when you ride Buzz, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, you're still experiencing that, that speed tunnel.
1: So yeah, I need to go back and and I've rode Buzz Lightyear and I do now that you said that, I do remember that it had the, the speed tunnel and and mm-hmm. even when I rode it, I was like, oh, this is just what was in that ride that I don't didn't remember what the ride name was and stuff. But that's very interesting and and cool
0: that it's still there. So now I want to go ride Buzz Lightyear again. Absolutely. And and you know, if you think about you when you ride um well, I still call it the people mover, but it's been the TTA and now it's the TTA people movers They like changed it again. But the people mover back when you're talking, when you rode that, you could look down through the window and you could see if you had wings, just the same as you're uh-huh. looking down through those windows and you see buzz now. So, you know, they just, uh, they, they just they changed just the, it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. They just made it Buzz Lightyear instead of well, you know, it, it went through several iterations. It was if you had wings, and then it was Delta Dream Flight, and so it changed two or three times. As because um, I think if you had wings was sponsored by uh, Eastern Airlines, which okay. in the '70s was the official uh, the official airline for Disney, and then Eastern went under, and Delta took over the sponsorship. And uh, after after Dream Delta, Delta Dream Flight, it was called um something that i think it was just called dream flight i think i think they just took the delta part off but um and the, but that speed tunnel has been there for every iteration of the ride cool and and that. it's still there for buzz now so i think that's pretty cool that you remember that was one of the high points of that ride with you know in your memory oh it was
1: the high, i mean we rode that thing probably i don't remember lines and but we definitely rode it more than one time It was free, man.
0: Get on it again, right? (laughs) You got to take advantage of the free stuff. (laughs)
1: Um, And then the last one that I remember, and again, I know this probably doesn't sound all that cutting edge, but was Life 360. And it basically was, you went in and watched a movie, but it was in 360 degrees all the way around. And it was a wow factor. Not only did they was the wow factor that you could watch what, what happening in front of you as well as in back of you. They just were, had some good cinematography that took good video that made it work. Right. And I mean, and so as I'm sitting here, I'm like, maybe I did catch the Disney bug and just didn't realize I caught the Disney bug. But, um, my, so this is a good transition with that though but i did did not make it back to disney and what i kind of consider still uh my first trip was it just paused was not until uh, 2084. no that's not true because we went to epcot in 1985. right sorry not 1982 because we went to epcot when it opened but again we treated it like a one day, one day stop, and only went to Epcot. We didn't go to the Magic Kingdom, and quite honestly, I don't remember that trip near as well as I remember the trip in um, 1976. So, that being said, um, the, the trip that we took in 2084 with um i'm sorry did you did you just think <laughs> I 2084? I did say
0: 2084 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the attractions must be amazing in
1: 2084. <laughs> trust me i i, I got in the, my delorean this morning
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to hear that trip report
1: right um 2004 i should be saying and um so that was i i won't go but anyway that's where i caught the disney bug we got um, planned it around everything, made sure we, we went to every park. There was four parks at that point and just had an incredible time and caught what is now just, I love Disney and everything about it. And to go to Florida without making a stop at Disney world would be almost, uh, I, can't imagine doing it, even when I was on a business trip. um, I'll be honest, it's not as magical without your family, but it's still a very magical place and a a different experience, but very fun. And um, just very, I went and had the opportunity to go to Animal Kingdom for a little bit. And then I hopped over to Magic Kingdom because you can't, for me, Magic Kingdom, just is all of the essence of disney and everything yes. that it's the one so that is based on the original park yeah so so that's my story
0: awesome very good thanks for sharing that with us Ron. all right tony you're up you want to talk about your first trip in 1990 right in
2: 1990 yeah and actually it's an interesting segue from ron's uh, uh trip there because we have a lot of similarities in the way it all started as well as where it, it sort of ends up. But I, as I have mentioned before, I grew up in the early 70s and I was exposed to the same television show, The Wonderful World of Disney. And I, I also remember that they used to sell toys or models that uh, were fashioned on things in the park. And somebody at school had brought in this model kit of the Of the haunted mansion, it was one of the mummy, one of the one of the scenes in it with the casket, and it opened up. and I thought that model kit was amazing. I remember running out and getting that. and There was another one um, based on the Pirates of the Caribbean, and and I and I I had a nephew who was my age, who had gone to uh, both Disney parks, Disneyland and uh, and Disney World at the time, and he told me about how these attractions were things that where they had these characters actually move in front of you, the animatronic ones. And I, I really wanted to see something like that. I thought it was it was something that that just sounded remarkable. I and mean, we're talking about robots and in 1970s, robots were just these things for a movie. It wasn't something that you're gonna see in a movie, you know, in real life. Um, I spoke last week also about how I grew up with the new Mickey Mouse Club, the one from the 1970s, not the Justin Timberlake one and uh, on there they have their own special where they went to Walt Disney World and i and i caught most of it i remember running home to see it because i uh, uh, i couldn't wait to see what they were going to experience there and it's actually available on disney plus if any of you have that you can search it out it's it's uh, it's a nice view of what 1977 uh, Disney World was like that. They, they get lost in the park and and spread out throughout the entire thing. It's a little adventure that they have there. Um, Dude,
1: I kind of remember that. Yeah. I'm going to have to search that.
2: It's that, on Disney Plus. It brings back so many memories. It does, and and uh, it, some of you might know if you ever watch the show Facts of Life. She uh, Blair was one of the Musketeers, and she's she's in that special as well. And and on oh, that's Disney. Cool. On Disney Plus, they kept the, the commercials that were on the air with it. I don't know why they did that, but uh, if you watch it, you'll see it with commercials from that from that time. I think
1: that's long. cool though, because yeah. some of the commercials
2: are fun to see. Very retro. Um, when I grew up here in New York City, my idea of a theme park was the. Coney Island that was in Brooklyn. I mean, we've got the, the cyclone roller coaster, the beaches right there, and all kind of amusement park rides. So I visited that many times uh, as a kid, and that was surplus later with Six Flags Great Adventure, which is um, a, a typical Six Flags park, uh, w- again, based on all sorts of thrill rides, but not necessarily on any kind of attractions. Um, my sister moved to Florida in 1990, and that gave me a reason to actually travel to Florida. And when I traveled to Florida, I went down with my nephew. My nephew was a big fan of the movie Back to the Future. And at Universal Studios, one of the competing theme parks... They had just opened the Back to the Future ride, and he really desperately wanted to see this. So as we arrived in Florida, I was, I was actually first taken away by the fact that you actually took a, a monorail from the airport to get your luggage or whatever it was. I, I thought that was the coolest thing. I, I thought maybe that the monorail was the same one going all the way to Disneyland when I got off, uh, Disney World when I got off there, I thought. <laughs> so
1: the monorail, even back in, what year was it that you
2: 1990. went? 1990. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. And so, uh, that was my, you know, when you get down there, you feel the heat, you feel the, the excitement at the airport is, is, is kind of different than what I'm used to. Uh, everything's clean compared to where I grew up in, in New York city. And, um, so it was my first time down South first time experiencing Orlando and, and, um, we went to go to universal and that was my first experience at an, an actual modern day theme park where there were animatronics and they were, um, Uh, these thrill rides and and back to the future of the ride. I don't know if you guys got to go on it, but it was one of the, the, the best rides at universal. It was just one of those exciting thrill rides where you got to be in the movie. And at the time too, I was only a few years off of having graduated from film school and universal was the, uh, was one of the places that was themed around a, a real movie studio because it was based sort of on the one that's in Hollywood And so that was a big thrill for me. And on my very first day there, I actually... Now, I'm not going to turn this into a universal thing, but I just wanted to say really quickly, on our very first day there, at the very end of it, we actually took uh, part in this little video adventure that was based on Star Trek. And I actually posted that on my own webpage. You can look at it. I'll put a link or something to it later. But um, that was my very first day in Florida, and at, at a theme park we that we that we did that, so i I was already jacked up from all of this excitement of wow this is this is Hollywood coming to life it 's all in front of me, and all these rides are so amazing, all these animatronics are amazing, the films are amazing the The place is clean the place is is just a, a big thrill uh, at the time. my nephew worked at one of the restaurants at um, Magic Kingdom, I think it's, uh, I, I keep forgetting the name of it, but it's the one when you come off of uh, Tomorrowland Terrace. I think we determined once the one it, it, it was in Tomorrowland and he was a student at the time. And so we he, he worked there part-time. And so he was able to get us a, a, a three-day ticket for that particular next day that we went. So he wanted to save the excitement of being able to see uh, MGM Studios with with us, uh, with me and, and my other nephew. So he waited, and we went along with with uh, my other niece and my other two nieces. Actually, all of us went, spent the day at Disney MGM Studios, and that was my very first time at a Disney park ever. So I, I walk in, and I met with the uh, with the uh, Chinese theater in the distance, and you know, I had Hollywood dreams sort of at the time in my head, my own head. So I was like, wow, this is like a really cool uh, representation of what I was dreaming of. I mean, how could you forget things like the great movie ride and, and um, the themed things that had to do with the fact that it was a, a, a quote-unquote working studios. They were actually filming things there at that time. Uh, I believe they were filming the the other new Mickey Mouse Club with um, yeah. Christina and Justin there at the time. And they were filming. They kept telling us the Golden Girls house was there and things like that were were um, were part of the tour. But for me, I had gone down as a huge Star Wars fan. My nephew had his Back to the Future Day. We were going now for my enjoyment to see this new Star Wars ride, which I had read about uh, for a couple of years. Um, A friend of mine had gotten to see the one in Disneyland a couple of years earlier and came back and raved about it. So I went there and Star Tours was my very first uh, Disney ride. And Dewey, like you were saying before, I think in a way, the first one that you go to sometimes becomes your favorite because I think that experience of being able to see my favorite movie come to life in front of me was uh, something that captivated me enough to want to say, okay, I've got to go back on that again. I've got to see that again. I I have to keep experiencing this because this is something that I love. Uh, And so that was um, my first adventure there. I think that then the following day, we went to uh, see the other parks and I, I will say that I noticed this uh, yesterday morning that Disney World started posting these things about what was your first uh, what was your first experience like looking at the castle. And oddly enough, that was what I was going to bring up today was the fact that when I actually finally made it to the Magic Kingdom and we walked through the gates and I saw Main Street, and I looked down and I saw the castle for the very first time, I just had a pause. I just stood there. I think there was a commercial like this once that that I said, oh, look, that's me. But I, I just literally just stood there for a couple of minutes, just transfixed on looking at it and, and and completely amazed by the fact that this thing that I'd seen on TV so many times was literally right in front of me. And um, my, nie- my nieces and nephews were saying, oh, come on, we've, we've got to go on to all these rides. And I was like, no, I'll, I'm okay here. I just need to soak this in. Because at that time, when you make your first trip, you never know that you're gonna ever gonna come back. You know, you, you, especially if you're coming a long distance like I did. I thought, you know, I, I want to go see these places, but I, I never, in a, in a million years, would have thought that I'd ever be visiting it as often as I eventually did. So I had to soak that up, and it was great to be able to uh, experience all of the classic rides that I'd heard about for years, and to see the characters uh, up close, be, even at the age of 25 it was still a thrill to be able to see that because um, uh, when I was growing up, the only time I ever got to see the characters that close was there was a, a, um, a traveling arena show called Disney, Disney on Parade or something like that. And they would bring all the characters in and do a little stage show at the Madison Square Garden uh, arena here and present a movie with it and present all of the characters, present skits. So that was the closest that I got to seeing Mickey and Minnie and all the rest of them in real life until I actually got to Florida. And uh, Florida is, the theme park itself is just, that kind of an experience is something that we can't really explain to anyone else because there are people who will go there and are turned off by the fact that it costs too much. It's too crowded. It's too hot. It's too noisy, uh, too expensive. And But those of us who get enraptured by that experience, uh, when it becomes more than just about the ride that you're going to be on next or where you're going to go, what you're going to hit next, like we used to call it, uh, it becomes um, a place that feels like home, especially when you make the next trip. And oddly enough, we're talking about first trips, but I think I've had multiple first trips because there's the other first trip of when you bring something, somebody else new to it to experience it through their eyes for the first time. Like when I, we, my niece was celebrating her fifth birthday. The entire family went down to take her to Disney uh, for the first time. And the following year, I think it was. And that experience of, of seeing it through her eyes was like being there for the very first time ever. And then, Uh, consequently, my father, I took him, he was, he was very elderly, but I took him and he relived his childhood fantasy there. I'll never forget the last time I took him. He not only, he was in his late eighties and he not only walked all of Epcot with me and stood by at MGM studios with me through everything there at, when we got to the magic kingdom, he insisted he wanted to ride the carousel because he remembered having done that as a child. And he was like, he sat on, on one of the horses and went around and he had this huge smile on his face, which I have a picture. It's one of my favorite photos of him, uh, where he just loved the fact that this place existed. And, and he was, he was not very cynical, but he would he wouldn't be so much impressed with things as he was with, with the fact that he understood why I would make those trips all the way down to Florida, not just to visit my family, but also to, to go to the theme parks. And, and, uh, and consequently my, um, my wife's parents, I I found out eventually that her father was a huge Mickey mouse fan his entire life. And so she took, when I took her down there uh, for a visit back in 2000 she fell in love with the place and she decided as a thank you gift, she took her parents down there. And then that became an annual tradition. They would just go every single year. Eventually I would start joining them. And it was it, it's the kind of thing where when you go the first time, if it's going to reach you and it's going to touch you, um, you will find yourself going there over and over again. And like I said, every, every visit to me, I haven't been there now. Unfortunately, I have not been to the magic kingdom itself in almost 10 years because oh, wow. yeah, unfortunately we lost the folks and, and things have been kind of crazy over the past few years. So I haven't been there in all that time, but last year, um, my littlest uh, grand nephew wanted to visit the um galaxy's edge, kind of the same reason that I wanted to go all those years ago. And uh, we were fortunate enough to book a weekend right before the um, the pandemic started and got to see this with him. And again, it was like seeing it through new first time eyes to, to see his excitement at, at being there. We only got to go to MGM. We only got to go. St- we spent most of those two days at Galaxy's Edge, but he he had a thrill and I had a I had a fun time just being there with him as well. And that's my story.
0: That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, I like the way you say uh, you've had a lot of firsts because you know, you can, you only have one first trip, but um, you know, when you go back, like for example, my first time, there was only two parks. Ron's first time there was only one park. So yeah. the next time you went, there was, you know, another park or whatever. So there are lots of different firsts. So that's, that's a good point. that's a good way to look at it. So um, I, to that, yeah, I agree with
1: you. And, and even, you know, I was not married. I went the first time now I'm married. Then I went with, or went to, when to your point, when Epcot opened that first year we went um, and then we, I got the opportunity to take my daughters, which, and then the parks are changing all the time. So everything all, and now I've got a granddaughter that I'm, we're already making plans that when we get to take um, them to Disney. So it's—I agree. I, I think it's awesome how we continue to have new experiences that will be another milestone with our life with Disney.
0: Absolutely. And, so and generally,
1: they're cherished
2: memories. However, you know, every now and then there's a clunker of a of a trip, but. Mostly, if I think back on it, it's always been a, a great, fun time, and definitely worth whatever we we did to have to be there.
0: Well, I've always said that the the worst day in Disney is better than the the best day at work. So this is absolutely true. Know, even if you have, like you said, a, a clunker of a trip or clunker day or whatever, even a, a rainy day where you're wearing your poncho and you know you can't, you know, you can barely walk around. Uh, without getting drenched that's still better than the best day at work so i used
2: to love the rainy Um, days because it meant you were able to have more of the park to yourself you'd be able to get on things better
0: absolutely people would uh and it's not that way as so much anymore nowadays you pay so much to get there that you you stick it out but you're right back uh you know 10 15 years ago the parks would empty out if it got real like a real bad storm and uh you could you could walk on a lot of rides not uh don't have that as much anymore, but it was pretty good to do that back in the day. I'll be honest. All right.
1: And when we joined the, when I joined the boards and people would talk about going and taking a rest, I'm like, what? I'm, I'm not following this concept. What do you mean you go <laughs> resort to take a rest? You just paid buku dollars to be in this park. You're not going to open it and go all the way to close and do the extra hours you can do too. um, but you come to a place, or at least we came to a place, where we realized that the resorts have their own magic in them themselves. And if you do take a rest, you get to enjoy the the rest of the time that you're there. Anyway, I, it was an interesting concept to me at first it, that I didn't fully understand.
0: There's definitely... Uh... There's pros and cons to either. You can, you know, rope drop to park close and just go gung ho. And that's great. But if you have, you know, small kids or something, you know, the smaller ones need naps and stuff. And if you don't get their, if they don't get their nap, then that could ruin the rest of your day. So oh, absolutely. Um, there's definitely pros and cons to both. And you're right. I love some of the Disney uh some of the disney resorts are are almost like a theme park in themselves at that's, some point that's
2: a that's totally a subject for another uh <laughs> absolutely. Another show. But, absolutely but but a way to, that i got around this was um i one year i got the the annual pass so that i could relax at the resort and not worry about the fact that i wasn't using up how much i'd, I'd paid and that's and a really
1: th- good point
2: yeah at, at that time it, i think it was the last time it was under three hundred dollars So I was able to make four trips or five trips during that year and,
0: and, uh, and relax. When you, when you're not buying a ticket, you know, for each day, that, uh, that definitely makes it easier to go back for a rest or a swim or something. All right. So that was great. Thanks. uh, Thanks for talking to us and, you know, sharing your stories with us guys about your first trips. Uh, I enjoyed listening to y'all I, even though we've known each other a long time, I didn't, Know a lot of those details, so that's good stuff. All right, guys, that was a great discussion. So let's go ahead and move on to the next segment for this week's "What's Happening Now" in Walt Disney World. We're going to do something a little different, but a little exciting. We've received our first listener email, and technically, it's about Walt Disney World, so we're going to count it. We're going to say that it counts for what's happening now. So uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So please send in your questions. But today's email is from, uh, from Kat Hall, our first listener email, so this is exciting. And she asks us, what is something that you always get on every trip? Mine is Dumbo. No matter how hard it's going to be to get on it, I always find the ride. I always find Dumbo. It means something more and has a deep meaning to me. What about you guys? So she's asking us on, in, on one of our Disney trips, anytime we go, is there something uh, like an attraction that you get on that you just absolutely have to do? It's not a Disney trip unless you get on this attraction. So, uh, as always, I always go alphabetical. So I'll start with you, Ron. What's uh, what is yours? Do you have an always got to do something that it, you got to do every time you go to Disney World?
1: The one, I mean it's not necessarily a ride and i'll give you a ride because i think that's the question but the one thing that i just blows me away every single time maybe i maybe i say it this way we have to go to magic kingdom if we go to disney there will never be a time where magic kingdom is not part of that trip we've gone where um studios have not been part of the trip we've gone when um animal kingdom has not been part of the trip but there will never be a disney trip that we don't hit
0: magic kingdom and that makes sense i I know some people uh when they're planning a trip you know not everybody always has an entire week or a seven-day trip that they can fit in everything and you know sometimes you got to make sacrifices if you're only going three days there's four parks what are you going to do So so, so that makes a lot of sense. Never, ever will Ron go to Walt Disney World and not go to Magic Kingdom. I'll say that I have. I have been down there before when we didn't make it over to Magic Kingdom. Uh,
1: I just I literally when you say that, I'm just like, that's not even a Disney trip. (laughs)
0: Look, I love Magic Kingdom, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's kind of a pain in the neck. To get to, first of all, you yeah, got to that, park. That's yeah, true, unless you catch the bus. Yeah, you got to park yeah, but, 17 miles away.
2: I was going to say, yeah. but even the bus, you still have to get the ferry and the monorail to get over there. So you have to allot that time as well. Oh, well,
0: well, the resort waiting. bus is if you're taking a bus from the resort, it yeah. actually drops you off right by the, um, right in front of the security checks, and at the, uh, at the what you call it, uh, ticket, t- not the TTA. That's at the other end. Uh, the uh, the the train station right, right up front. The resort buses do take you there, but
1: and, and I will say we've done that before. And it to me, it took some of the mat, not all the mat, not a big portion, but I like that you kind of have to take a trip to get to the park.
0: And but me, like, it's I'm kind of a pain. Yeah, yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a pain in the neck. You gotta you gotta park, then you gotta ride the tram. Then you got to get on either the ferry or the monorail. Uh, So, when we have been down there for a a very short period of time, and remember, we go down there a lot and visit family. So, um, uh, a lot of our trips are kind of a mixture of seeing family, you know, that kind of thing. But also, hey, since we're here, (laughs) we should go to Disney. So, sometimes it's, you know, we might be there for three or four days and uh, maybe only going to the parks for two of those days or something, because we might stay back at the, you know, with the family. So it doesn't always get, uh, we don't always get to Magic Kingdom just because when we're, you know, weighing the options, it's like, I don't know, it's going to take us an hour just to get through the, you know, to get to the the place and then we got to go yeah. security. So sometimes we do skip it, but um if, if 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 we're going down there for a Disney trip, and I know that's what you're saying, Ron, then absolutely. Magic Kingdom is, you know, I mean, Magic Kingdom is Disney. You know, it's, yeah. it's the one that's most like Walt's Park in California and everything. So totally get that. What about you, Tony? Do you have a must do? I,
2: I do have a must do. It's kind of a something i 've kind of always tried to do all the time that i 've been down there, but speaking on trying to get to the magic kingdom, um, I was lucky enough once in my life to be able to stay at one of the wings of the contemporary resort when when it used to be uh, there used to be before it became the um, the members only thing there used to be two wings there that were less that cost a less, lot less than staying in the main building and so I, I got lucky enough to actually stay there maybe a couple of times because it wasn 't very expensive at the time and one of my pleasures was be able to walk to the magic kingdom i mean I, I just would i remember waking up in the morning everybody else was asleep and i just literally just took the little path walked over 5 minutes to the magic kingdom rode as many things as i could came back and got my family and went back out to to do the thing again but uh <laughs> what sweet. yeah it was awesome that's awesome I, I wish it was like that all the time but uh that reminds me of uh, the must thing must do thing that i did do which um, was when Star Tours reopened as the new version. I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to visit the park for about three or four years during that period. And so our family had gone down for a cruise, and we made a visit to Disney World that, the Resort that night. We were going to go to, to the parks the next day. I was traveling with my in-laws. They wanted to see the Magic Kingdom because, Ron, like you said, you know, you, you have to – feel that but i wanted to see star tours so i still had some an old ticket that i had left over our airport got us there a little bit later than expected but it didn't matter to me it was pouring rain i i was completely drenched but i we were staying at the boardwalk and i said mgm is just down that path so i'll be back in a couple of hours you all just stay here and rest so i trotted over in the rain along with the with the alongside that lake with the alligators in it <laughs> and uh made it to uh, MGM Studios to see Star Tours because that is my uh, one of my favorite stops that I make there. And now I, I was just saying to my wife that when we return in the future, it's going to be hard for me to just go to Disney and not want to spend my time at Galaxy's Edge. So I don't know what's going to happen now going forward because I know she's not going to want to be there the whole day like I would. But um, I Star Tours is mine.
0: That's pretty good. And that's amazing. You love it so much that you you spent a, a one-day ticket on yeah. just a couple of hours at the end of the day. Just a couple, it, it was that
2: literally had two hours left before the park closed that night. And, and the lady at the ticket booth, I even tried to negotiate with them. I said, you know, it's only it's about to close. I'm only coming here. I'm, we're going on the cruise tomorrow. And I, I just wanted to see this. My family can't make it out today. And uh, they didn't buy it, so. But they they said uh, full full price, sir. So I gave them my my old ticket and I used it, and uh, I just went on the ride maybe three or four times because I I hadn't been on for about four years. So the, I
1: don't want to the- take a lot of time, but an interesting story about getting into the parks without a ticket. Um, we our very first trip with our family. It's a long story why we didn't get to go back that same day but it was the end of our trip and there was a picture that i wanted to get and you couldn't get the pictures online back then and dude i mean i had this sign in blood that i would walk to the photoshop get the photo and come back they were not playing about getting it because we didn't go to magic kingdom that i forget what the actual reason i had to get back in there but i didn't want to use a ticket because at that point those tickets didn't expire so i would have literally been spending whatever that ticket yes to go in and pick up something that i purchased from disney so it was it took anyway it was they don't they're not about letting people in for any reason without. No,
2: that's absolutely true. Even when I went and I said I wanted to do this, they actually had to go to the manager. They kind of questioned me because it kind of seemed kind of odd. Some guy shows up by himself, in, you know, in a raincoat and just wants to go in and see Star Tours. Oh, so yeah. they, they thought it was kind of weird. But uh, and I had to keep saying, oh, my family's at the resort. You know, we're here. We're going on the cruise tomorrow. Interesting.
0: Those are pretty cool. So, to so Ron, you were trying to get in. Just you just wanted to purchase something from PhotoPass. That, right. That's what you're referring to. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, eventually, uh, they eventually opened a PhotoPass place uh, down at. Uh, now it's Disney Springs. So probably then it was still downtown Disney. Uh, if they'd had that open, they could have just said, "Hey, Ron, just go to downtown Disney and leave us alone."
1: <laughs> the, <laughs> All the, right, and so, they
0: would have gladly done that. <laughs> absolutely. You're probably the reason they opened that photo pass place <laughs> at <probably>. Disney Springs. <laughs> they were like, we're not, we're not falling for that again, Ron. <laughs> All right. So my favorite, or I guess uh, my must do, uh, I guess if, uh, if we're talking about just, uh, I'm going to just talk about magic kingdom. Uh, me, it's kind of a, a, a two for, uh, it's not a trip to, to Disney world or at least to the magic kingdom. If I don't get on pirates Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion. Those two are uh, classic Disney attractions. You can find uh, basically at least one version of that in in each of the parks, uh, you know, around the world. And, uh, you know, it's it just, to me, that's quintessential Disney. And, you know, Walt had his hands on those uh, attractions originally and stuff. So, for me, it's those two. It's uh, Haunted Mansion and, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Those two are just, you know, old school Disney, and I absolutely love them. So... That would be my answer. So, Kat, thanks for the email. We appreciate it. You have the uh, the prestige and the honor of being our very first listener email. So we're excited. Alright,
2: Kat. Thank you. Right, thank you.
1: Awesome.
0: So we're excited for that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we answered your question to uh, to satisfaction. So thank you. So the next segment is uh, one of our favorite things. It's quickly becoming one of our favorite things to do. We've been having fun with that so far. So we're going to, we call it, What's Your Favorite? And uh, as you guys know, we like to rotate between the the hosts. And each week, uh, another one of the hosts asks the What's Your Favorite? The other two hosts don't know what's coming. So we have to answer it on the spot. So it's, uh, you know, we're older gentlemen, and it takes, you know, it's pretty hard for us to get our brains working that quickly. So, we're going to do the best we can. So this week, Tony, you're in charge of what's your favorite. So what do you got for us?
2: All right, guys, this is related to something we just discussed, ironically enough, considering we didn't know anything about this. But I'd like to know which one of these two is your favorite. The subject matter is music. It's a song from an attraction. And I'd like to know which is your favorite. Would it be Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me from the Pirates of the Caribbean? Or would it be Grim Grinning Ghosts from the Haunted Mansion? Oh, my gosh. Both of those uh, songs add to the attraction, add to the feeling of what's there. I think, uh, do you want to know what mine is or you want me to tell you later?
0: Uh, yeah, let's start with you because I, I, I need to ruminate on that for a minute or two.
2: I would have to say, and this is close for me as well, but I would have to say it's probably Pirate's Life for me, only because that's easier to sing. Um, Grim Grinning Ghosts is a tongue twister, so it's very difficult to come out of there. And, and you hear so many words that it's hard to even remember what the words to that are. But uh, I, I think um, uh, for me, it's, it's Yo-Ho. Yo-Ho, a Pirate's Life for me.
0: That's awesome. Go ahead, Ron. I'll, yeah, I
1: want you for to go. me, yeah. I would um, Pirates of the Car- Caribbean. The the Yoho definitely sticks with you, and neither neither attraction to you. You alluded to this would be the same without the songs, right? You you just would not be the same at all. But if I have to pick one, I'm going to go with Haunted Mansion. With Haunted Mansion. Yeah. And why is that? I it just I I just. One, I love I love the haunted mansion. Moreover, Pirates of Caribbean, and I'm, I just that's probably why, just because I I enjoy that attraction more than Pirates.
2: It's got great music as well that keeps changing. Uh, it's the same theme, but just keeps changing as you go through it. Even when you get stuck, you don't mind listening to it.
1: Exactly, and we we got stuck this last trip back. How
2: about you doing?
0: All right, now holy smokes. This that's a tough one. That's a really good question. Because I mean, you, you the writers, you go back, you've got um, let's see, pirates, the lyrics were written by ex extensio, uh ex atencio So, I mean, Disney Legend, uh, fantastic. I mean, the, the lyrics are so clever, so funny. Um, and then uh the Green Granny Ghost was written by Buddy Baker, again, a Disney legend, wrote so many. Disney songs uh, for Epcot Center, and I mean just I mean both Disney legends, holy smokes and then uh, but and either one of them are what I guess you could call an earworm it 's one that gets in your in your brain and never lets go, and you can sing it all day long, and unlike it 's a small world, which is like torture when it 's in your brain. <laughs> grim grinning ghosts and a pirate's life for me are a pleasure to have stuck in your head and you know you can skip around magic kingdom and sing them all day long and be happy um i'm gonna go with grim grinning ghosts i think that one that one is um gosh you've got and forgive me because i can't remember his name but the guy that sings it it's the uh you know he's got that deep voice the the um i think think he did like uh he, he was a prolific voice actor for the, for those yes. days in the sixties you know, and seventies. I want to say uh, Paul
2: freeze, but that might be wrong.
0: I th- is that, that's the guy that did like, uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Oh. He did the, the like, uh, he did all kinds of stuff back then, but yeah, uh, uh, amazing voice. And it's, you know, it's like, ah, oh, there you are. You know I mean? It's just like, it's just, just fantastic. It's so, so good. So, um, and not that pirates is a pirates is clever. And, um, if you really listen to the lyrics of Pirates, I'm surprised Disney hasn't changed some yeah, of them yeah. because, you know, they talk about pillaging and, and plundering. And, yeah. you know, that's scary. We can't talk about that in today's, you know, today's world. We might offend somebody, but um, both have very clever lyrics and are very catchy. Uh, but for me, yeah, I'm going grim, grinning, grim, grinning ghost. Say that five times fast. <laughs> that's awesome. Great question, Tony. Thank you. All right. So that just about does it for this episode of the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please go and follow us on all our social media outlets. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter, and on YouTube, all at the same handle, WDW Reflections Podcast. So you just look us up and you can find us in any of those locations. And remember to
2: subscribe and like at all those places. Please
0: do. Subscribe and like. Help us grow. That is a very good point. This podcast can currently be found and played on the following platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. As we grow, we'll let you know where else we can be found. And don't forget, you can always message us from any of those social media accounts, or you can email us at www.reflectionspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, requests for part tips, ideas for future podcast topics, or anything else you can think of. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and please keep coming back.
2: Thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and see you real soon.
0: Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.